thank you for listening to This Little Light of Mine. My name is Lauren, and you are listening to a series on formative stories that build people into who they are that will hopefully bring a little light into your day. Today, I am joined with Tanner. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Excited to be here. Tanner is a senior in high school, loves to spend time with his four siblings and dogs, and is eager to start college this upcoming fall. So Tanner, your story um, kind of begins last January of 2019. You mind talking about that? Uh, yeah. So last January um, was kind of a really hard time for me. I struggle with anxiety a lot and depression. And so going through January, um, just a lot of things were happening that really caused me anxiety. And one of the things that was causing me anxiety was the fact that I had to hide that I was gay from my parents. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, growing up, you know, when you're not straight, it's already there's already so much pressure, and um, it's so scary. But especially if you're in Utah, because um, mm-hmm. there's a lot more there's a lot more societal pressures about you know being being straight the right way or you know anything like that. It just kind of adds on to the the pressure that you would have felt, right? Yeah, and the anxiety that you experienced. Mm-hmm. So on January 28th, I decided I was going to come out to my parents. Um, I knew my mom wouldn't take it that well, so I wanted to just get my dad alone and tell him first. Mm-hmm. Wanted to kind of take it one step at a time. Yeah. And um, something that was really hard, though, was my family's always together. And so it was kind of hard with like trying to get him away from my mom without my mom being suspicious. And um, growing up in Utah, my family is religious. And so something that they had always taught us to do as children was to kneel down and pray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I said a prayer. Cause are you personally, you're religious, right? Are yes, you, I okay. am personally religious. Yes. And, um, I, I just said a little prayer and was like, um, I need help. I want to tell my dad, but I don't know how to get him away from my mom. And then, um, my mom called us up for dinner And, uh, she told us that she had a tutor coming because at the time she was in college getting her nursing degree. And, um, she told us she had a tutor coming at seven. And so I took the opportunity to go talk to my dad alone and that's how it all started. So you grew up, I'm assuming knowing that you were at least a little different. Yes. Um, was there a certain age or a certain moment where you realized, oh, I think I'm gay and... And what was your initial reaction um, to realizing that about yourself? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I remember being curious about, like, oh, what would happen if a, if a boy liked another boy? And so I asked my mom one time, and she just kind of shot me down. I was younger, and so, like, it, it made sense of why she would do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I guess I kind of always knew, but at the same time, like, it wasn't ever, like, a oh, wow, like, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of, like... A part of you. It didn't define you at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's a big thing, too, um, nowadays, is making sure that your sexuality doesn't define you because it it can definitely be a big part of you. I mean, it's it Mm -hmm. shapes who you love, but also... It doesn't, it's not your entire personality, right? Yeah. It's just a facet of you. You're still Tanner, Mm -hmm. whether or not you're straight or gay. Exactly. And that was why I wanted to try to get my dad alone, because I knew that my mom probably would take it more of, like, that's him now, like, he, Mm -hmm. he's gay and not, like, the Tanner that we knew. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, 
obviously you probably didn't just decide on January 28th that that was the day you were going to come out. Um, what was your process like kind of deciding that coming out was a, and thinking that you needed to do and be, um, you know, something that you needed to do soon instead of, you know, after you moved out, which is a, a thing that, you know, a lot of kids in Utah mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So, um, my original plan to come out to my parents was actually to wait till I turned 18, which was, uh, in September of 2019. And, um, then say that I was gay and move out and you would have there. to you'd be able to yeah. avoid any negative mm-hmm. consequences. Um, and honestly, just the anticipation of waiting that long and like always having to try to hide it or like sneak around or like my friends knew mm-hmm. and we would talk about like, oh, I think this guy is cute. And then, like, we would talk about that, and then I would have to go, okay, so how can I delete this conversation so it looks like we were talking? On text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not about guys. And uh-huh. so that was really hard for me, and, like, I really struggled with that, and I just, I was so done sneaking around, and so I decided um, that instead of waiting till September to come out to my family, I made the decision on January 28th to say, like, this is who I am, and, like, I, I acknowledge the fact that there probably would be some negative aspects of this, but I'm, I wanted to be as open and honest with them as possible through this process. And yeah. Yeah. And so far that's been one of the best decisions of my life. Your friends knew that you were gay. Your parents obviously didn't. Um, you've got four siblings. Were you close to them at all? Did they know that you were gay? I'm close to my siblings, but that wasn't really a topic of conversation that we ever got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of this new territory with you and your family for you to um, kind of go about this conversation of coming out. So you decided to come out to your dad. What was his initial reaction? Um, his initial reaction was kind of like, okay, I kind of saw this coming, but at the same time, like, I, I would understand if this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then he went through with me of like, well, what do you want to do for your next steps? Like, how do you want to go about telling mom? Do you want to tell grandma and grandpa, who my grandparents are also a yeah. very big part of my life? So he was generally pretty supportive of you. Um, yes, but at the same time, he also wanted to try to, I guess, in a sense, fix the issue, which yeah. that was not what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I was trying to accept who I was. Yeah. And was that um mainly because of your dad's religion that he felt like he needed to fix an issue or do you think that there were other social aspects going on um I don't know um honestly for me personally the way that someone explained it to me was that when someone comes out to you as gay specifically parents Mm -hmm. their whole future for you that they've been planning out since you were born yeah completely changes in like that Mm -hmm. so fast and so they just kind of have to it's kind of a shock almost yeah and so they just kind of have to adapt as like the punches come yeah well, it's not even that if you're, it's not even the fact that like maybe your dad didn't want you to be gay per se, but mm-hmm. the fact that he had had all these thoughts of you of growing up and marrying a woman and starting a biological family, you know, and even though his view of like whatever his view of you being gay doesn't matter, it's just the fact that that, um, you know, potential future is totally swapped and different. Mm-hmm. So you, when you were telling me about your story, you mentioned that when you came out, you said that you think, you said, I think I'm gay. Um, yes. And then you talked about how that felt like a big mistake. Will you kind of talk about that? Yeah. So when I told my dad, I said, um, 
Dad, I think I'm gay. And honestly, to this day, I kind of regret it, but at the same time, like, that's what I said, and I'm going to own it. That's mm-hmm. what I said. Um, that's so good. Yeah, but it just kind of, in my parents' eyes, I feel like that gave them a false sense of hope, of like... I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure, but this but is where I'm the future they had planned for you could yes. still be possible. Mm-hmm. And so, something that I would say to future generations, or even people listening to this, if you're struggling coming out, own who you are as a person. Don't, don't sit there and play the guessing game. If you are 100% sure, own it. Yeah. Be who you are. But another big thing is, is if you aren't 100% sure, you don't have to feel like you like, don't feel like you have to come out immediately yeah, until definitely you, you know don't, who you are. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to feel any pressure. The time for you to come out is yours. It uh-huh. is not for anyone else to decide. And also, it's okay to come out and then realize later on that, you know what, I think the way that I feel has changed or is different than what I originally thought and to almost re-come out. But hopefully in the future, um, this society can kind of become a place where people don't have to say... Or people don't have to come out constantly. It's just kind of, you know, a, a more integrated part of life that not everybody mm-hmm. loves um, in, like, a heteronormative way, right? Yeah. So after you had a talk with your dad, he went to go talk with your mom, right? Yes. And yeah. did you know that he was going to go tell your mom? Yes, I did. And we actually had discussed it, and he wanted to make sure that I was comfortable with him telling my mom. That's so great of him. Yes, he, it really he was. He was aware of your comfort level. And yes. he knew that it w- this was a situation about you, not about him. Yeah. Yeah. So he went to go talk to your mom, um, and you obviously weren't there for that situation. Mm-mm. So how did your mom, what was her initial reaction? Um, she was also shocked as well, and he actually took her out of the house just so that there would be a little bit of that separation so that they could think without the pressure mm-hmm. of me being she there. She could process it. Yeah. And, um, so he took her to get hot chocolate, because, again, this was January, it's cold mm-hmm. outside, um, and he told her, and she was, she was sh- in shock, and, um, actually her best friend is gay, and so one of the first things she did was she called him and asked how he wishes his coming out story could have been better. That is so amazing. It really like, is. what an awesome thing for your mom to do. Yeah. And um, he said that we should just both take some time to process and make sure that we know what we want to say to each other and, like, how we want to go about the next steps and just to really have that open, constant communication between each mm-hmm. other so that we knew where we stood with each other. Yeah. So it seems like you were really nervous to come out because you had no idea what, a, what reaction to expect or you even were kind of expecting a bad reaction and mm-hmm. in reality your parents seemed to handle it really well for the most part there were a little drop there were some drawbacks mm-hmm. um and there were definitely things that both parties could have improved on in this mm-hmm. whole situation i will be the first to admit that i probably didn't handle the situation as tenderly mm-hmm. as i should have how but, do you um, wish how do you wish you would have changed it um, I wish that I would have been more confident in myself mm-hmm. and my ability to communicate with my parents because that was a very, very dark time where I felt like I had to hide everything and I couldn't be open. Yeah. And so, honestly, I wish that I felt more comfortable and was able to sit both of them down instead of just mm-hmm. having to go one at a time. 
Do you feel like, because um, you had made the choice to separate your parents and tell them individually, mm-hmm. and you know that probably brought some stress off because it was it was less reaction that you had to deal with. Um, but do you think in hindsight, um, you wish you would have talked to both of them at the same time? Or are you glad you did it the way you did? I'm glad I did it the way I did. However, I do wish that I would have been confident enough in myself to have both mm-hmm. of them. But at the same time, like, I have the constant fear of, like, disappointing my mom. That's one something... I think something... that's a big thing that kids mm-hmm. have, and especially in the environment. We've grown up in our high school is so competitive that, um, you know, it's where everybody is so scared of failure and losing, and so that, that yeah. definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that relationship with my mom, I just was so afraid that it was going to be ruined, and yeah. Because were you close with your mom beforehand? Um, I... I wasn't the closest, but, like, I felt like I had a closer relationship with my mom than I did with my dad, and that's why I felt like it'd be easier to tell him first, because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as emotionally taxing on him. Sure. So, your parents went out, and your dad um, was telling your mom while you were still at the house. When they came home, um, what was the environment? So, when my dad was preparing to go tell my mom, he told me that I probably should not be upstairs when they got home mm-hmm. and I agreed that was a good analysis mm-hmm. of give your mom a little yeah. second um but like anyone who has dealt with adrenaline knows that like adrenaline will leave your mouth so dry yeah and the one thing that you need is water and so like it'd been a little bit I figured that they were probably still like talking about some stuff and so I decided that I was going to go upstairs to get a drink of water and when I walked upstairs, they walked right through the garage door. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, I know. So good. Um, and so then we all just kind of stood there for a couple seconds. Kind of awkward. Yeah, so awkward. And my dad was like, I told you to be in bed, bud. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my mom just kind of walked right past me and didn't acknowledge me. And that was really hard. And she didn't talk to me for a couple of days, which was... So hard. So hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To not have that, that, you know, parent relationship that you were so used to having. and Yes, because uh, I felt in that moment that I had totally obliterated mm-hmm. it. and I'm sure your mind was racing with, like, all mm-hmm. the worst possible situations. Yes. Um, but then after a few days, we went out to dinner and we your sat down. And you? My mom, my dad, m- me, like, all three of us went. We sat down with each other and we talked it out and we all got on the same page. We talked about what the next steps were, like who we were going to tell, mm-hmm. like how we were going to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So who did you decide to tell? What were those next steps that you took? Um, so something that my dad and I decided before he told my mom was that we probably shouldn't get our siblings involved mm-hmm. and, or my siblings involved. Your siblings. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I agreed, and then my sister was like, hey, I need to go to my friend's house. Can you take me? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And, like, I was obviously emotionally shaken. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, what's wrong? And I was like, I was really... Was this while your mom wasn't talking to you still? Uh, this was while they were out getting hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I, I was like, I really... I said I wouldn't say, like, all this stuff. Like, I was trying to avoid... Um, that confrontation with her and then she was like well you can tell me anything like I'm your sister what am I gonna do like 
I, I don't think it really matters. And so I was like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. I told dad I was gay. And so she's the first sibling to know and the only sibling to know uh -huh. to today. Um, and yeah, so they weren't too happy about that. But then we decided that the next step was probably um, to either talk to my grandparents about it, who are, again, very active in my life, uh -huh. or to talk to our uh, bishop, which is our religious leader. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I said, okay, I can do that. Um, basically, what I wanted to do was, like, I wanted to be as understanding with them as I would hope that they would be understanding with me. Sure. And so I was extremely like, yes, absolutely. I will talk to the bishop. I will talk to whoever you want me to talk to mm -hmm. so that this can go easier. And honestly, my bishop was a saint in this whole thing. And That's I, so great. I know I honestly, I could not have asked for a better person to talk to you about all of wow. these things because he, he, um, talked to me about how like, well, it's the unexpected too. Like, yes. I don't it think was I completely would unexpected. And he was like, we just want you to know that us as a bishop, Rick, love you. Um, God still loves you. He, I'm sure, is very proud of you and all of this stuff. And I was extremely grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you've only been really fully out for how long now? Um, about a year and a month. Tanner, you've only been out for a small amount of time, but within that time... You're still living in Utah, which is a very religious state, and not that everybody has the same opinions or whatever, but um, there's a lot more homophobia here than there are in some other states. Have you experienced any of that, or do you feel like your experience of being a gay teen has been any different than um, somebody who's living in maybe a less religious state? Um, honestly, no. A lot of the people that I tell who are religious, they're just as supportive as my friends, and mm -hmm. I could not ask for a better environment. That's so amazing. For myself. I think that's a big scary thing is coming out when you live in a religious community, but in reality, society or in the world is changing so much that people are becoming so much more accepting and people are really understanding now and they are becoming educated on these issues, and so it's really not as, as scary as it used to be, at least, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So even though you've only been out for a little while, um, do you feel like you've been able to kind of push yourself into the LGBT community in Utah? Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I feel like I've been included in that community. I feel like I'm included in places outside the LGBTQ mm -hmm. community, and I altogether just feel really accepted. That's so great. So you've yeah. just been able to have a really positive experience almost. Yes, and I mean... It also could have also been taken not positively yeah, at all. Yeah, you got very lucky. Yeah, and I I honestly think that it just also has something to do with people's mindsets of how they look at things. If, like, you want to have a more positive experience, look at things more positively. So earlier you mentioned um, that if you had any advice for any younger um, kids who wanted to come out, that they should be confident in themselves before they do so. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any other advice for future generations? Honestly, I would say prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. I definitely had a few friends who had talked to their parents about me staying with them for a little bit if my parents decided they did want to kick me out, mm -hmm. just to have that kind of safety net of like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what I a would backup. do. Yeah. But honestly, it ended up not needing to be used. And mm -hmm. honestly, I'm glad that I had that safety net there just in case. Yeah. It helped you feel more comfortable when you were coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, luckily...
luckily, your story is pretty positive. You didn't have to deal with a lot, but you did have that um, extreme anxiety before you came out. So mm-hmm. throughout kind of that dark time in your life and that anxiety, um, what is one light that has come out of your experience? Honestly, I am able to be myself to a fuller capacity. And because of that anxiety and those fears, I've been able to realize that not everything's as bad as it seems. And if it seems hard now, take a deep breath and go into it full force. Well, thank you so much for coming in and joining me today, Tanner, and sharing your story and your light. No problem. Thank you to the audience for choosing to tune in, and I hope you will join us next time to hear another formative story. This has been This Little Light of Mine. (laughs) 